Are you working on your author career, but struggling to get that first book published? Does the goal of being an author seem too lofty? Or thoughts of having multiple books and making a full-time living are as fantastical as living in Cinderella's castle? Welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where aspiring authors can be heard. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have gotten their foot on the author career path. Hear what they've done to get there and where they want to go now. Settle back. It's time for a bit of inspiration and advice. Come listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. Let's move on to some author things. But before we... Ready now, limber the finger. Before we talk about... um, what are some things that you're doing now that you've learned and you're doing different than when you first started? That's a great question. Let's think. I definitely plot more than I used to. I'm really a fly by the seat of your pants kind of person. So I've been plotting a little more. I wouldn't say as extenuous as some people I know, but I, more than I did. And just, I think the more you do something, the better you get at it. So my first book was published in 2017. So five, five years have passed. I've definitely gotten better at writing in general. That's a fact. You do, you get better at it the more you right. do it. Creating the covers for the books, just having a vision of what I want for them and knowing how to market them. That's the hardest part about being an author. You can be an excellent <laughs> author, but if you don't know how to sell your book, don't matter. Nobody's reading it. So besides podcasts, what are you doing to market? So I do have my own newsletter that goes out. I'm on TikTok. I am on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. I have a publicist. So hopefully as these real life speaking events and actual book signings start to happen again, I'll be able to get some of those. Before COVID hit, I did have one book signing at our local bookstore, but COVID shut it down. Hopefully, as all those things start going back again, I'll be able to get into all of that stuff again and really push. Okay. And when you're writing, what software and services do you like to use? I just use Microsoft Word. Very simple. I know some people have all sorts of different things, but I have a paper and pen and I've got the computer. Yeah, pretty simple. If I'm doing a kid's book and I need like pictures and stuff, I do have some different drawing software because I've done some of the pictures for my kids' books. So I've got, what's it called? Krita, I think it's called. It's pretty, pretty good. Okay. Okay. All right. When we were talking about what topic authors would be interested in, you suggested talking about how to not get burnt out. And that's probably the important thing if you also suffer from depression because they can feed themselves and make both of them worse and faster and all of that. What are some things you've experienced with burnout and what are you doing? What do you do to help get past it or not get burnout? Yeah. Burnout can happen randomly too. So you could think that, okay, this is going good. And then it's really, it can be an accumulation of lots of things. So especially a lot of us writers, we work from home. What's at home? Our kids, our spouses, our dirty house, (laughs) our pets. So it can be an accumulation where it's, oh my goodness, I can't do this because I can see this mess over there, which is why I'm now up here because I can't see any other mess. So that's one of the things is take yourself out of 
the mess space and put yourself into a workspace. When you have a designated work area, you're less likely to let all of the regular household life things pile on top of what you already need to do for work. Because writing is fun, but it is still work. Right. Uh, as well, take breaks. Because if you're writing and writing, sometimes I'm like, I just got to get 10,000 words done today or whatever. I don't say that to myself anymore. I time myself. I say, okay, let's write for 20 minutes, which usually works 20 minutes. And then I'm into it. And then an hour goes by and I'm like, okay, I'm done now. But if I give myself a smaller expectations of 20 minutes, if I am struggling, if I am having writer's block, then I'm like, okay, I've gotten 20 minutes of words down. Good. I'm not going to stress myself out anymore. But once I get in the zone, I'm good to go. So right. setting yourself some nice blocks, which then also give you breaks. Get up. We are not meant to sit down for hours on end. We are meant to get up, to stretch, to get some fresh air. I've positioned my desk so I can look straight out this window and I see my beautiful garden. So I don't know how I'll feel in the winter and see snow, but right now I see my beautiful garden. <laughs> so little things make a big difference. And I also think I found for myself, a large part of it is mindset. If you look at writing as another chore or another job, it's much harder to sit down and want to do it for another hour after the day job and dinner and the dogs and the kids and yeah. homework and soccer practice and the washer blew mm -hmm. up. After all that, you're like, oh, I got more chores and work to do. But to me, a lot of times the writing is my fun time, is my relaxation. And I start looking yes. forward to it more. And then when I'm stuck because I'm mowing, but the mower broke, now I have to spend an extra hour fixing the mower. And I'm like, oh, I'm losing that yeah. time. So instead of coming in and I'm just going to sit down and watch some TV or I'm going to sit down and read or go to sleep. It's like, man, I just got to relax. I'm going to write some. And it changes your perspective on that as what you're doing. Yeah, that's huge as well. Especially the first draft. I find it's easier with the first draft because after that, then that it's second draft and editing and that's not nearly as fun. <laughs> but sometimes... I I, like I found editing to be even more fun now. I used to dread oh, it. I hate it. <laughs> but I think it was another mindset shift in my head because I would send stuff and have my editor look at it and come back. Like the first thing I did, it was like 20 pages of notes and all these sections. Holy moly. Yeah. Oh, that was the first thing I wrote. And it was no idea at all. And that really got yeah. me going, I suck. Man, why am I doing this? Blah, blah, blah. I let it sit for a while and I, I said, okay, let me read what she says and learn from that because I yeah. can get something out of it. So I started reading going, oh, that's a great suggestion. And now it's going to be better. And my first drafts I, I are very rough at times, but then I look at the editing as where the quote unquote real writing comes in. And that's where I try and get better language and better crafted sentences okay. and add in all the good stuff. So yeah. I, again, I can get behind mindset, you on that. Okay. <laughs> I can get behind you on that. Cause like my first one is you, it's like the bones, the structure yeah. is there. I just need to get the idea from my brain onto paper. Then my second draft is where my real writing comes in. I don't call that editing. So maybe that's why. So well, that, that my second be, draft yeah. is where, yeah, it's where all the real writing comes in, the emotion, the fun part of it. It's when I have to read it the fourth, fifth, sixth time to just well, really make sure I didn't miss nothing. Then it's boring. And, but then you also got to watch yourself because I know people who have been working on like the same 
book for four or five years and it's yeah. at some point you've changed and edited things. It's like somebody who gets 30 plastic surgeries. It's no longer yeah. helping. Just either either say it's done or throw it in the trash and there's no saving it, one on. or the other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's the other thing I do too is it sounds the opposite of what you should do, but I have several projects like you do going on at once. And sometimes if I get burnt out, it looks like writer's block. Oh, I don't know what to write, but I'm really burnt out. But sometimes it's that project. And if I move to a different project and write exactly. there, it's fresh and new and different voices in my head. <laughs> and so it helps get Bubble over that says. burnout. Yeah. And that's just it. That was the other thing I was going to say is switching it up makes a huge difference. So I've got those two books right. on the go, but they're both nonfiction. So they're both heavy. So in between all doing all that, I'll write a kid's book because it's fun. It's easy. Some of them I draw pictures for. Some of them I get other artists to draw pictures for them, depending on, on the style I'm going for. Or I'll do like I've done self-care journals and they're just they're quick and easy and they make me feel accomplished because Okay, so I threw together some affirmations, made them look all pretty, put them together, made a pretty cover. It's done. And it takes a lot less time than writing a whole novel. I feel accomplished. Then I can go back to my other book. Yes, I do that a lot. Uh, and another thing I'd say is to continue to write because I've known that too, where people get burnt out and they stop. And then it's much harder to keep going and get going again. And if you're suffering yes. from depression, that doesn't help. It makes you feel worse. Ugh. I know. I've had that happen to me. I've been like, I just <laughs> can't walk up the stairs to my computer. What the, what's the point? I don't want to. It, it sucks right. anyways. It, I'm not doing it. And then I go, <laughs> oh, I have to get this done. Why didn't I spend my time doing that? I'm such a bad author because I'm not doing it. And it's just, it's this vicious cycle. And yes. once I get up here and I sit down and I put my music on, because I always listen to music when I write, I got my music on, I'm typing away and I'm like, I feel good now. I like this. Go back to some of the stuff you mentioned, Stephen King. I'm going to assume you've read On Writing by him, which I think just about everybody recommends for everybody else. Oh no, you I haven't? I have. You should. Maybe halfway back in the day and I just don't remember. Uh, well, I would recommend it again then. I hear it <laughs> thrown around very often that just about everybody has recommended On Writing by Stephen King. And it was one of the early ones that helped me get going, partly because like you, I like Stephen King. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think you'll enjoy the style because the first half is almost a memoir or biography. And then the second yeah. half is like Stephen King's thoughts and rules on grammar and writing and craft. So I have read that. Okay. Well, if I have, it's been like 10, 10 or more years ago. <laughs> and, so it might be worth reading again. And then there's another book by Jeff Strand. He's an independent writer. He kind of writes horror comedy, kind of like adult Ooh. goosebumps. Wrote, that stuff. <laughs> for his 50th book, he wrote a a how-to book uh, look back on the writing career craft that he's done wow. and it's very irreverent but between those two if i do feel a little burnout or i feel that slog to try and get to it i'll pick one of those up and just read a little bit of it because it re-energizes me quite yeah. often or listen to podcasts with joanna or jay thorne 
listen to him a lot. He's got a lot of podcasts. So those help me feel re-energized. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Podcasts are awesome. I love li listening to podcasts when I like walk my dogs because music's great, but I listen to music all the time. So sometimes right. when I switch it up, do some podcasts. Yes, absolutely. And actually, I, I get stuck listening to a lot of podcasts and I have to stop and go find some music sometimes because I'm <laughs> like, man, I haven't listened to music in like 10 days. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, no, I'm the opposite. I'll be like, wait, when was the last time I listened to that podcast? I think I've missed some episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get, you start getting frantic about it. Okay. I got to listen to these 20 episodes before next week or the other ones will come out and then I'll be behind. And I know. It's like a but, TV show. You have to stay up to date. Even if you realize I've gotten through episodes and I'm like, who the heck was that guest and what were they talking about? I have no idea because I've heard so many, I start tuning some of them out. Which isn't, yeah. but that told me it's like, okay, I don't have to be frantic about every episode. Exactly. Yeah. But podcasts are so good for learning. It's like free learning. If you go find the ones you like, the ones that work for you, like your podcast that you do. Tell us a little bit about that. So if anybody listening, yeah. would like so it's to called check the it out. Write or Die Show. So write like you're writing something, W R I T, Write or Die Show. And I interview other authors and we talk about mental health. So again, it's that personal perspective. I have had some authors that are also like they have their doctorate in psychology and stuff. But for the most part, they're just regular people, maybe a bit eccentric. I think all authors are eccentric, but they're just regular people and they're sharing their story of whatever mental health that they're dealing with. So I've had people, depression, anxiety, they're, they're at the top. Yesterday I released an episode of eating disorders. We've had schizophrenia, bipolar, borderline personality, OCD. So a ton of different things that we talk about on the show, all from that personal perspective, because my theory is the worst part is feeling like you're by yourself. So mm -hmm. if we can talk about it, make sure nobody feels alone, then hopefully we're helping. And everybody has their own kind of coping strategies. Yeah, we all, journaling is a real popular one, but everybody does it a little bit differently. Yoga is a huge one, but again, everybody can do it a little bit differently. So by everyone sharing their different coping strategies, people might be able to pick out something that works for them. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right, Randy, this has been great. I've enjoyed talking to you about all of this. I'm going to have to go check out some of your mental health episodes on Borderline personality, that's something I've been dealing with in my family personally. So oh, I think that's great. Um, yeah. That'd be something we should sit down and talk about separate off of <laughs> this. Yeah, sounds um, good. <laughs> so before we go, though, do you have any last minute advice that you would give new authors? That's always the advice I go with is right. And I say that it sounds so simple, but I say that because the more you write, the better you get. If you Keep in mind the advice of just write, then even when you don't feel like it, okay, I have to write just because I have to write. Doesn't mean you have to publish everything you write. I'm not saying everything you write is going to be good and you should publish it. But the more you practice something, the better you get. Yes. And if I could tag team off of that, if yeah. you are feeling burnt out or depressed, reach out to a writer friend. Join a community so you have people to talk to and say, hey, I'm feeling you know, down. I haven't written. I, I need to and talk to somebody. That's always huge. And I've rarely met an author that would say, I just don't have time to talk to you. I'm not going to help you. 
So right? just, no, you know, I've talked to a lot of them too. And we all say, Hey, call me, <laughs> shoot yeah. me an email. No, I, I'm around. Yeah, I don't think reaching out to Patterson or Stephen King, that they're going to take the time to talk to every author that reaches out. That's not yeah, what we're I'm talking saying. Indie authors. I don't think we're talking yeah, indie a, authors. Find a local group, find a good online group with people you can chat with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be cool though, if they did answer? Yeah, I'm sure they do to to some degree at certain times, certain circumstances. Well, I'm but sure I they don't have people that... that work for them that do it. Yeah, yeah, actually. I know somebody who joined some author or celebrity's Twitter, and they said, and I know it's not coming from them directly. I know a lot of it's fed to a million and a half people and whatever. But every time I get one, it's got my name there. It feels like they're talking to me. True, I know. Yeah, so, it makes a difference. Right. Yeah, Randy, I appreciate you taking some time chatting with us today. I wish you luck on your book, and I appreciate all the advice you were giving us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I had lots of fun. Hi, if you enjoyed this episode of Discovered Wordsmiths, please support the author. Go to their website. Go to Amazon. Look them up. Get the book. And if you click on the link that I have in the show notes, you'll also help support the podcast so I can keep the hosting and all the software I use and uh, keep it running for, to help more authors. When I am recording this, we've got over 100 episodes, lots of authors. Go to the website, discoveredwordsmiths.com. Check it out. There's a lot of great authors, probably in some genre that you love. See what they have. Check out their books. That's what the point of the podcast is for. So people can discover new authors, find some new books they love, support the authors so they can continue writing. So please support them. And if you do like the podcast, if you've been thinking of podcasting or you're a writer, I've got some links also at the website. Click on those if you're interested in any of the software or services that I talk about. Everything that I have there is something I use. So I've got an affiliate link. Again, it's a little bit, if everyone clicked on those, if they were going to get it anyway, it helps keep the podcast going. So let's all help each other out, discover more authors to read. Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe sometime in the near future, it might be you.